everybody. We're back with another episode of the Rock Club Podcast featuring your, <coughs> your, your new favorite metal band, Till the Grave. How are you guys doing today? Good. Fantastic. Yeah, this is, uh, not, this is not your second session you've had today, Will. Yes, sir. Because you're in two bands. That's how it works, right? Mm-hmm. Twice the press. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, well, let's introduce the uh, the other members who are with us today. Uh, let's start with our, our guitarist on my left here. Uh, my name's Alex, and I am the lead guitarist in Till the Grave. Till the Grave. And who else we have here? I'm Noah. I am the rhythm guitarist and screamer in Till the Grave. Yeah, the dirty vocals. As they say, right? <laughs> clean vocals, dirty vocals. Yeah, I grew up listening to a lot of metalcore, the metalcore scene, seen a lot of fun bands come out. I always didn't, I, I, I always told everyone, I don't like metal, I don't like the screaming, it doesn't really do anything for me. And then I started hearing some bands that kind of had the clean, the dirty vocals back and I forth, and that, I thought, yeah. okay, kind of got on board with some of this stuff. And, <coughs> and after now I'm just listening to Meshuggah, and I don't even care anymore about <laughs> clean, but I'm just like, yeah, give me more of that growly screams. I just want to hear that. What's that song that they do? You guys have listened to Mashuga before? No, oh, no. a little bit. It. Oh man, there's this one song. It's um, oh, I can't remember the name of it now. Bleed, I think is what it's called. Yeah, it just has this this constant rhythm. It's so good. The heel, the here to. Uh, it just goes that for five minutes straight. It's yeah, insane. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. I think they, I think they use fretless instruments. They have like this weird. I don't know if they do, Dude, but fretless it sounds, sounds like good. they do. I yeah. love fretless. They do a lot of sliding into intonal, atonal sort of stuff, or in between frets. Um, anyway, talking about Meshuga, we're here to talk about Till the Grave. So uh, we will. We we know a lot about your back history from the Violet Ice episode, mm-hmm. but. Um, and you've been in the program for many years, and I think we have a couple of newer people here we'd like to learn a little more about today. Um, why don't we start with you, Noah, as the, <coughs> the newest member of this band? Um, uh, Alex is the newest member, right? Well, I guess I guess well, took the uh, whole scene kinda, thing. Though. Oh. I guess both kind of came into this band at the same time, but Alex yeah. had been in some bands before that yeah. for about a year or so. Yeah. So I guess I'm the newest member. You're, you're club. newest member at a rock club. Yeah, we'll say that. So. Give us a little, little little back history about yourself playing music, and you know, you've been here for a few months. This is your first show you just played on Saturday, with uh, with the program. So, give us a little bit of uh, of you of you. Well, um, I guess it all starts like before I was born. Like <laughs> my um, my grandpa. We'll start with my grandpa. My grandpa was a Hall of Fame steel guitarist. And um, his whole family was kind of just like like musicians, like really, really, really good musicians. And they had a band called My Three Sons, I think, My Four Sons or something. And it was just all his sons and him. And then um, he was on the same record label as Bing Crosby, I think, at the time. Wow. And But then he quit because he wanted to marry my grandma and move to Spokane. Instead of tour the world and do music, but mm. then my mom and my dad were amazing musicians. My dad was in a good band through, yeah, Will agrees. Mm, Jeremy's a freaking a, good guitarist. Mm. And so through that, like my my parents were worship leaders at churches and stuff. So through that, I kind of started playing music, and I was originally 
wanted to be a sound guy. But um, through that, I just like kind of went down the avenue. I started playing bass at church and then started singing and playing guitar. And then like through guitar, I found heavier music and I found it like, oh, yeah, this like makes me feel good. <laughs> and so then I started writing music and angrier stuff. And then I started joining some bands and then I found out about Rock Club from Will and then I joined and you got welcome, Sean. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Well, we, we appreciate your referral. Yeah. Um, well, as, as someone who has had, you know, I don't, I don't see a lot of people who have done <coughs> bands on their own and then come here. Maybe, maybe a few, but typically this is kind of like their first step into that, into that environment. So, I'm just always curious, how, how would you compare your experience with, you know, the way we run things here in a pretty controlled environment with, you know, a director like myself to kind of keep things on task versus, you know, just hanging out with some people that you want to play music? Yeah, it's definitely different. This is more structured, for sure. Um there's stuff I like about this better, but there's stuff I like about others, like other bands better. Um, like outside of this, I, I feel like there's a little bit more freedom. Um, but with this, I feel like it's a lot easier to grow because there's someone like helping you out and um, helping you out, helping you write your music and helping you get shows, which is like really really good and like you don't have to worry about if you lose a band member like you're already on the lookout for mm -hmm. you know like because it in past bands when we when we would lose a member it, we would have to scramble to find another one yeah and stuff like that so yeah there there are definitely ups and downs to either way i mean one of the things people tell me sometimes is they wish that practices lasted longer. Than yes. A I full agree. hour is not a lot. Yeah. You can't accomplish as much. Um, <coughs> but then I've also had people tell me that they'll hang out with their, their friends for or the, their band, the same band that meets here uh, on their own in their own rehearsal space, and they'll hang out for three hours and get about half the work done they do in an hour. Yeah. So it's a little more concentrated. But, yeah. yeah, for you sure. Know, there's, a, there's always a give and take for sure about, and I'm always trying to make things better for everybody. But, you know, all we can really hope for is to, you know, have a, a solid group that wants to play the music we're playing, that wants to commit themselves and feel like this is exactly what they want. And, um, you know, I, I know there are a lot of guitarists, drummers, bassists, singers out there who do enjoy the heavier side of life. And, um, you know, and I, I'll, I'll segue over to Alex here because I know that you didn't exactly come from, you know, a metal background. You're more of kind of, I would say, Maybe classic rock with yeah, yeah. Um, heavier influences, but yeah, well, give yeah, us a little bit sure. of your background, dude. Um, well, I wasn't really uh, introduced to, you know, a lot. I wasn't really surrounded by a lot of music when I was first born, in my, in, you know, throughout my childhood. Um, but I would say that my, you know, my father, you know, uh, he, uh, he showed me some, you know, really cool music, you know, rock music that I really liked. And, you know, I really enjoyed that type of music. And, uh, you know, I didn't really, really get into, you know, really deep in the rock and roll and <clears throat> the like metal music until, you know, I was about 13 when I started playing guitar. So, um, but, you know, it's, um, you know, definitely music I love and, you know, I enjoy it a lot. And um, 
but yeah, I wasn't really, you know, I didn't have anyone to, um, you know, show me how to play guitar when I was a little kid until, you know, my best friend, Sean, of course, um, you know, uh, he, he played, he played guitar, you know, elementary school, middle school, and, you know, kind of, you know, some of the stuff that he was playing one day, um, you know, it really just, you know, it just, you know, the guitar kind of grasped me and I, I guess, and, uh, you know, that it really, you know, it really like intrigued me to play some guitar and, you know, I, you know, I just want to become a really good guitar player someday, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I know when you, I heard, I've heard that when you, uh, first picked up the instrument, it kind of just, like, like you said, it just kind of grabbed you and you just kind of became obsessed with, you know, learning these songs that you wanted to play. Would you, what would you say were kind of some of your early influences? Uh, when I first started playing guitar, I, I was, I really loved Nirvana. That was my, probably my favorite band at the time. Mm. Then, you know, they had easy stuff, easy song, to learn, easy songs to learn. Then, you know, after Nirvana, I started getting to some, you know, heavier stuff, like, you know, harder, diff more difficult stuff like Metallica. And, you know, I've just been playing those, their music for a while now. And, you know, some Van Halen and so just classic 80s stuff mm. pretty much. So, yeah, I know you, uh, your first year kind of playing here was was focused around cover songs i know you played some dio and some metallica and some uh and some we played a lot of van halen yeah we did for mm -hmm. sure with your first band and with sean playing with you and then you know we're trying to find a way to get sean back into the program here yeah so that's this is the week to do that after a show it's always time to figure out where the spots are open now that things are changing up um but yeah, for this band, you know, you guys are in a bit of a, a possible influx of, of having some shifting going on. We don't have two members of the band who have been with the band for a long time uh, with us today. Um, I think the departure of your bassist Logan a few weeks before the show, due to driver's ed, uh, you know, that's that's really just it's a scheduling conflict and that happens yeah. when you guys are your age and they say, oh, it's on Tuesdays. They can't make practice anymore. It's always a bummer. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll see how things go with this group. And I think that um, after a, a performance like we just had, obviously you guys, I know your, your, um, your priorities are to uh, try to perform a lot more. Is that, yeah. you guys all say that's where you guys want wait, want to be at, yeah. just getting hit and hitting the stage more often. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? Will's like, you gotta haul those drums on stage every time. <laughs> like, Will's like, yeah, I'll play, whatever. Yeah. Those drums up there. Um, so, yeah, that's, it's one of those <coughs> things that it, it, well, how do we get to that point? You know, you're not the first band I've talked to today about where your, your aspirations are to just perform more. Every, I mean, all three bands have really said those things. So, you know, how, how do, how does this band get there? Obviously, having a, the, the lineup filled out with the right people who, can continually help the band grow in the direction it wants to go in. Um, you know, Will, you've seen the band go through a lot of changes. You're, you're kind of like the only guy who is still here who from the old days, if you will, <laughs> of lunch money. It was what we used to call ourselves. And then yeah. you're the only guy left from that lineup. Um, with the addition of, of Alex, we get a lot of, you know, of your influence and we, with the addition of Noah, we get a lot. You're, I'd call you at this point, the principal songwriter of what we've been playing here. Um, no covers so far with this, with this group, with the new name, um, three original songs. We just performed at the, at the pin for the showcase. So, uh, which included myself playing bass for, for Logan, which who wasn't there. 
um, which I always enjoy doing when I have the opportunity to. But of course, loving to see every band function independently is really what I strive for. So um, that being the case, I mean, do you, Noah, do you see this band continuing to go in the direction it's going in with as far as writing music in the, in the vein of, I mean, you could, what, what would you call the genre? Or, you know, metal is such a broad, Yeah, you call it, anything can be metal. <laughs> I think we could call it metalcore. Call it metalcore. It's got yeah. It's got metalcore. Always feels like it has some sort of hybrid tendencies, yeah. like maybe some punk tendencies or yeah, or some you know, well, some I thrashy think like stuff. The, not just like the the style of music, but I think the lyrical content too. I think is metalcore for sure. Yeah, because like it's not death metal or yeah, like black metal or any of that. Oh yeah, there's always a kind of a, a thread of continuity yeah. with the message of certain songs, like with black metal, the imagery, the evocative imagery of what? What are some of the craziest bands that you've listened to? Will I know you? You're a you're a <laughs> fan. You're a fan of a lot of insane metal bands. That I don't know how crazy. Like how crazy can we like say on a killing people crazy or like Antichrist crazy? Oh, there's so many types like, of crazy out there. I don't know. Uh, I've listened to songs. Bands like Ingested, they talk, they have a music video where they have, um, it's obviously fake, but they drug people for their, um, their diner and they cut them up and then they serve them to the next people. And before they close, they drug one person before they close and then cut them up for the meals See. next time. Yeah, there's definitely, that's a metaphor for something, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, and I've listened yeah. to like, I don't know, like, I can't say their name, it's like Beth. Bethamore or something weird like that. They're like definitely antichrist, like satanic bands. And I listen to even bands I don't even freaking know. Like I like this band called um, Slaughter to Prevail, and they he he's Russian. He sings in Russian. Oh, but their music's killer. I don't know what it is, but freaking oh, yeah. in Russian sounds <laughs> dope as heck. Yeah, so, yeah. It sounds very. Uh... <laughs> It's very visceral. But also, I guess for the crazy stuff on his side, he's also like a neo Nazi, so his music's probably he's Russian, so I don't know what it is, but I can't (laughs) can't imagine it's that amazing. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, translation necessary. Uh, interesting. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. The list goes on and on. Cattle decapitation. They have like uh, two minutes. They have a two minute stop in one of their songs where a guy is just hanging himself, and you can hear him grasping for air. Oh wow! Yeah. So. that's a Foley artist nightmare, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> so, yeah. That's terrible. I don't know. The list goes on and on. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There's, oh, man, there's there's so much to paint a tapestry of the history of metal. <coughs> I, I want to see Ken Burns do a history of metal like he did for jazz and baseball. I don't think it's possible. It's too much sub Well, like craziness. you could do a whole, like, 10-hour episode just on black metal. Yeah. Like a 10-hour episode just on death metal. And, like, there's so many subgenres of metal, like... I think the international, like, exponentially larger factor of the fact there's, like, Scandinavian black metal versus American black metal. like, true Norwegian black metal. Yeah, that's that, exactly. But, like, I watched a movie. There's, like, there's, like... Hundreds of documentaries just around Norwegian black metal alone. Yeah, they and definitely like, got a, good, a rich history of yeah. insanity. 
which that's actually a really cool story. It's not, it's not like a good story, like in terms of like, like content, but it's a good story to yeah. hear about. Yeah, I've I've heard the stories of the yeah the guys that burned down churches, yeah, in yeah. Norway. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, obviously, that's not something this band is looking to go into. We're 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 a little different. I mean, how would you describe? You know, like you said, it your lyrical content kind of. We can um, bridges. Let's go. Kind um, of follows churches, the line of metalcore. What, what would you say defines that? Um. Well, would I write a song? I never struggle with lyrics because it's always about like my life experiences and like my past and and I feel like most metalcore music is about like that same thing um personal yeah it's it's very personal to me and like I know that me and Will growing up together he can understand a lot of it but thanks yeah so you and Will, that's we haven't really touched on that, but you and Will have a, a longer history than just in this band. How long yeah. have you guys known each other for? <laughs> Diapers. Diapers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The Huggies bros, huh? Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Well, Superman draws. <laughs> I, I could tell from day one, obviously from when Noah approached me after Battle of the Bands, looking to uh, join in somewhere. Uh, I don't think you expected for Will's band to be the band that had an opening, but, nope. but obviously it... Uh, it seemed to be the best fit at the time, and uh, how would how would you say leading up to the show? Oftentimes, a band can feel like they're scrambling a little bit, especially when you know a rehearsal attendance is a little spotty or someone drops out, um, and when you're writing songs and we're trying to finish songs, and you know you don't have a reference track to play along with necessarily, yeah. figuring out what tuning we're going to be in. That's <coughs> all been you know different factors that we have to deal with as far as preparing for a show but once you get your first show in the books it seems like okay now the ball has started rolling and in a way that it wasn't before and i i hope that we can all feel like this band has a future um but as the guy who's been contributing the lyrics and um the music the compositions for these these songs noah um how do you feel about moving forward? Like where, where do you want to find yourself in that driver's seat? Do you want to share that seat or do you kind of like the idea of being able to craft something and deliver it like a, like a kind of like a, a, a principal songwriter does? Um, I don't know. I like, I think lyrics are definitely, I like if I'm going to write a song, I don't really want changes to lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just me, but music I feel like is always up for, for like grabs on whoever wants to yeah. change something or whatever. But obviously, as a drummer, Will always <coughs> contributes his own thing because yeah. that's what drummers do. Um, seeing as how we have two guitarists in the room today, um, speaking from an objective standpoint, knowing that I see two different, very different guitarists in front of me, who don't always have the same aspirations for what they want to accomplish in a song. I think Alex, you've been a fantastic team player so far with this band, just Mm -hmm. being given the parts you've been given and trying to figure out what to do with it. And also helming the title of lead guitarist mainly because Noah is, you know, a vocalist and a guitarist and 
and there's no reason why those those roles can't blend into each other. Uh, we never tell a rhythm guitarist you can't play lead, of course. Yeah. But if we if we end up kind of calling ourselves those titles, it's you know it usually means for generic purposes. But uh-huh. um, I would definitely like to see a little more uh, collaboration yeah. between the just the two of you, and that could uh-huh. start with that could start with Alex just coming up with a riff. I know you've played a lot of songs and maybe you don't have the fire in your belly. <coughs> maybe you do. I, I can't speak to what you have, but I see Noah going, I got to write these songs. I got to get something new. I've, I've kind of told Noah, Hey, you, you can, you can write as much as you want. I've told everybody that. Um, but you know, Noah's definitely brought some things in. Do you feel like you, you have something to contribute as far as writing material in the next phase goes, Alex? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, when I ever have, you know, any good song ideas or, you know, riffs or anything like that, you know, I'll, I'll bring it up to the band, you know, if they like it, you know, they like yeah. it. if they don't like it, then we won't use it, I guess. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I would love to hear, I think next practice, and that's the first thing we should do is, is, you know, get some, get some fresh ideas going. Yeah. Cause I mm-hmm. think once we get that energy of, of collaborative energy, not just, I mean, I speak, speaking from my own experience, I, in my high school band, when I was your guys's age, 15 to 18, um, I jammed with the same set of guys pretty much those whole four years, and and I was the guy writing the songs. I I, I remember writing the lyric. I was the singer, and I played some lead guitar and some rhythm guitar, and we were kind of a drop D sort of band, and tried to get heavy on things. We were in the in the the heyday of the screamo genre. We used to call it. So many great bands from the mid two thousands that you guys never heard of, <laughs> but we used to. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, speaking to what this means of, I I was the guy writing the material, showing I I would even go so far as to show the drummer what beats to play because I was a drummer at the same time too, and um, it got a little bit got a little bit hard because it just kind of felt like me pushing like pressure on a balloon that was just kind of getting increasingly taut around the edges, and it always felt like there wasn't like everyone working together. It was it was me being bossy is kind of what it came down to and there was definitely a little bit of resentment from the rest of the guys in the band so um and when you're at that age where you know not everyone's not at the height of their maturity in high school necessarily um it's it's really easy for drama to ensue at that point so i i always try whenever i see you know someone writing the music i always try to get more of let's let's especially when i know that the person writing the music is is uh open to creative ideas um, you know, if, if Will played guitar, I'd say, Will, show us a riff, man. But you're just a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we could use that. Air guitar counts. I think the <laughs> compositions go. If you go, <laughs> I bet you Alex could play that. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think that'd be a great place for us to start moving forward. Because we have three songs. I mean, we want to get... Yeah. We want to get six or seven songs. Then we want to get 20 songs so we can get the best six or seven songs, right? I mean, that's it's always narrowing well, we it down. Have, what, six songs in a few weeks, right? Yeah, we got a show coming up in a few yeah. weeks for you guys uh, opening up at the pin for Altona, which is uh, on a Tuesday night or Wednesday night, something like that. Wednesday night. Yeah. So, yeah, we definitely need to figure out what we're doing for that. Um, but in, I think in the meantime... For this band, I think, yeah, let's let's start let's start next week writing some some new material. That'd be a good place. I mean, I'll, I'll just throw it the ball into Alex's court and say, hey, bring us bring us some riffs, man. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want. We we uh, we're in the 
we're in the drop tuning, we're in the drop D flat tuning, which is, is super, or C sharp, whatever whatever your fancy is. <laughs> C sharp sounds lower, even though it's not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that. we, we want to write more music, and um, I'll talk today about how we're going to accomplish that. We've got to get some more material. But yeah, you guys, uh, I think you guys can claim to be the heaviest band in the program as far as, you know, the the level at which we perform these 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 metally sort of songs, but um, that being said, I I definitely want to see a little bit of Alex's style. I think that it doesn't, you know, and that's when that comes down to it too. You know, we don't want to write what you think the band would would necessarily always want to write what the band needs, but you know what what speaks to you because that's what you mm-hmm. want to show your true colors, right? And um, I think we could then we could pull something off pretty cool, you guys. Even if I got to play bass with you, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll have you load in my stuff while I'm teaching lessons that day. <laughs> I'll just run down there. But uh, yeah, I think I think <laughs> let's. Now seems like a great time for us to uh, roll into our our track. And Noah, why don't you give us a little? Why don't you tell us what this track's called and give us a little background on it before we get it going? Uh. A recorded one? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's called I Find It Hard. Um, this was the first song I wrote with the band. And it's about my sleep paralysis and um, my, like, depression and anxiety that would keep me up all night. So That is a fascinating subject, sleep paralysis. I had, I had no clue that had anything to do with this. But... Uh, it totally makes sense now. Now that we're gonna listen to this song yeah. again, I'm gonna it's gonna have a whole new and meaning. It's to me. well, like the first verse is about my sleep paralysis, and then the second verse is about my depression and anxiety of not wanting to get out of bed because the world is mm. stupid. Mm-hmm. So wow. Thanks. Well, with that, let's let's give it a a listen here. Right there. 
So there it is, in all its glory. I, I honestly love that song, and you know, as if I didn't like metal, I don't know if I'd love that song, but I do love that song because I love metal too. <laughs> I think it does a great justice, the whole genre. But you guys, uh, how do you guys like the the way the recording? How do you like? How do you like the way the recording turned out? Because after you have a song you've played, you've heard it, you know, in your own rehearsal, you've heard it in your head, especially the writer of the song. Um, you know, it's okay to be critical because you know it was. It, it's it's not a it's not Sony Records putting this out. It's yeah. just me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if we had more time, I think we could have done it a little bit better. Yeah, but I definitely uh, would have liked to redo the screaming if we had time to. But yeah, because like after the show, like the show, that was my best screaming I ever did, and like I kind of I think I found my niche on that. So. Mm. That's great. Yeah, definitely. It's a te- it's a technique that dude. You need to find the sink. It always the sink grinder. <laughs> you know the sink grinder growl. Like I love that sound. Like listen to Ingested. That guy. He's got the. I love that that growl. I'm surprised we haven't had a lot of like growly, screamy sort of vocals on this recording so far. It's probably True. about time. <laughs> I think that was. Uh, there was definitely a blend of some stuff. I think we, we, we had Alex do some things when Noah wasn't here one day on the recording. Yeah, Alex can scream. Alex did yeah. Alex <laughs> he did some bellows. That was pretty cool <laughs> to blend those parts together while maintaining the essence of, of Noah's originality as much best as I could. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it definitely... When people first heard that track at a recording uh, listening party for all the bands that came down and fit into this room, about 25 or 30 kids fit into this room <laughs> in chairs and on the floor. And we listened to all the tracks, and and that people heard that, and they went, "Damn, <laughs> <laughs> love it!" They loved it. Even the kids who aren't metal kids, they still were like, "This is this is badass." They loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely, you guys, you guys, there's always been a band that's the heaviest band in the program, and you guys, you guys got to keep that going. But now you're you're the big fish in the little pond, and you're gonna try something new in a few weeks, going to be the little fish in the bigger pond. Or maybe, maybe not as big. You never know on a Wednesday night at the pin, typically not a night known for having a, a big crowd. Um, so you could expect to see no one or, or a healthy amount of people. I've, I've seen both on a weeknight at the pin mm. on any touring act that comes through. Obviously, you know, when you go see the uh, the original singer of the Misfits do an acoustic set. Um, Misfits, cool. Isn't that the guy coming? Michael Graves. Oh, I didn't up. even hear about anything. Yeah, he's he comes and does stuff at the pin too. Oh, that's dope. Um, or like you know, Saliva. If you remember that band, they were at the pin last mm. year. <laughs> Twenty-one and up show though. I love Saliva. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, you know, you've seen you've been in, in a lot of opening gigs for shows at the pin, and so you got loaded in up those stairs. You got to set them up off stage and. Get them up there, play for twenty something minutes, and then get it all Don't out again. Down, it's yeah. always worth it, right? It is actually <laughs> that twenty yeah, minutes fun. of glory, twenty five minutes. As long as you're not screwed up, right? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> as long as you, as long as you feel good about what you did, that's all that matters. I'd say. I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So we got we got like twelve minutes to go. Uh, you know, it started on our set. We got to get some more going here, but um, yeah, I think moving forward. Um, what what kind of influences do you feel like might help you, Alex, with with this? Do you think you do you think some Metallica background is going to come in handy with trying to write some some new material? Oh oh, for sure. Um, you know, James Hetfield as being the rhythm guitarist. Uh, a lot of you know his you know his gallop his gallop picking picking as people call it. You know, yeah. Sounds, yeah. 
<laughs> I might, you know, might th- think of some pretty cool riffs, you know, that that involves that type of stuff. Um, I, 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 you know, think it's really cool, you know, rhythm guitar and yeah. So I might think of something cool, you know, to come up with. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you could just take two chords and play a gallop over it. Yeah, and they sound really cool, And that's a that's a new song. Yeah, you know, yeah, you don't have to overthink stuff when it comes to the writing process. I just. I always just try to say, just get it out, just get something out, give it some sort of structure. And, you know, if it's not exactly the perfect song you've ever written, I mean, it doesn't have to be because when you, the more you practice writing music, like the more you practice gallop picking, the more you practice um, playing your scales, the more you practice anything in life, the better you get at it. And mm-hmm. writing music is a skill like that too. And I think the more I see Noah write, the more impressed I am with what comes out. And I think the more interesting it gets, and I definitely want to see, um, you know, more of a blend in that as this band that wants more creative uh, material, you know, more original mm-hmm. material. We we talked about the idea of doing like a Metallica cover, like For Whom the Bell Tolls, something yeah. like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, as we get into playing these songs, we, we start to think like, oh, where are we? Are we reverting back to our, you know, rudimentary uh levels of you know the the younger kids typically play covers because that's all they want to do right you want to do the do the rock star thing but it's uh when you get to your guys's age i can see where it's you want to have that that creative license and you want to have that ownership over something and i think uh everyone that sees you guys write music they just it's always more impressive, even if it's not. Even if, even if the song you write isn't as is as good as a cover song would be, good being in quotes is as good of a song necessarily as as the best Metallica song that you could think of. I mean, like of course, but you know what 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 do you want to have more? Being able to execute master puppets perfectly, put the time that would take to be able to play that song as a band, or play a song that you think is awesome awesome enough to be something you would call awesome that that you wrote yourself you know Mm -hmm. even if it's not necessarily the opus master of puppets like like metallica's song is uh you know it's always you're always going to feel better about what you did because i wrote that song that's my song everyone they screamed and cheered for it you don't because if if they scream and cheer when you start playing enter sandman they're not screaming for you they're screaming for enter sandman yeah right (laughs) it's it's a bit of a hollow victory for a lot of people Especially if you've done a lot of time playing cover songs. I mean, yeah, the people cheering for you. It feels like they're cheering for you and you play their favorite whatever song. But at the same time, you know, when they can cheer for you and it's something you've made yourself, it's that's a, a deeper satisfaction that I think uh you're start y'all hopefully all of you are starting to feel that that level of satisfaction from being an original group. But anyway, I'd like to give um each of you uh Another minute to, you know, tell us anything you feel like the world needs to know about you, the band, till the grave. What direction you see yourselves going in when your, when your first world tour is going to be? Do you guys have any social media we can <laughs> find anybody on or anything like that? You want anyone to check out? Just a lot of shaking heads. Like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Don't we have you for that? <laughs> <laughs> I try to I, I try to feature as many bands as I can on all of the rock club social media, but it's uh you know when it, when a band has their own Instagram account, I stay out of it. I say you guys post whatever you want. It's your brand at that point. I'm not. I'm just the ba- I'm the I'm the umbrella. 
corporation. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Will, what do you think? Ready to start jamming hard again next week? Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to practice this week, you think, in preparation? (laughs) Because the show's not over for you guys. You got a big big challenge coming up in a few weeks. That's true. Yeah. I mean, are we going to write new songs for... I think yeah. we are. I think uh, okay. I think I think Noah and Alex are each going to come back next week with a some structure of an original thing, even if it's yeah. just a verse or a chorus to build off of. You know, I am always ready to start <laughs> adding something and say, "I think this would sound cool," and you know, add to the. I'm always, I'm always ready to add to the creative process, but if I don't have to, and you guys are doing it yourselves, I always love that. Just witnessing it happen is is way cooler for sure. So, yeah. What do you think? What's what's the next thing you want to write, Noah? I mean, you've done some punk stuff. You've done some faster stuff, slower breakdown stuff. We haven't started a song with a breakdown yet. That might, might be a cool yeah, idea. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be sick. Mm-hmm. Just coming in from beat one. Dung. That was pretty good. You can have that. I want to write a prog rock song. Ooh, something proggy. Are you, is anyone going to any good shows coming up soon? Mm, there's a, a few good bands coming to town, but I don't know. I missed the corn show. Yeah, me too. I tried to win concert tickets, but I didn't win. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But Breaking Benjamins is one of my favorite bands. Yeah. So, um, Honestly, I want to go to a show. I know this is rock club, but I want to go to a rap show. One of my favorite rap band thingies called Suicide Boys. I would mm-hmm. kill to go to one of their concerts. Oh, my God. Mm. It's on my bucket list. I'm. Ch- I want to go. Yeah. It's all good, man. <laughs> they have they they have better mosh pits than some metal metal shows. Yeah, That's I heard so their rap. I, I heard a story. Some guy like pulled out a switchblade in a Suicide Boy concert. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, really. No likey that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's there's always some good stuff to be found. There's def, there's the hip hop scenes even growing in Spokane, if you yep. can believe it. But. Um, yeah, it's 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 always good to see different types of material. I mean, I'll I'll go to an indie folk show and just love the hell out I of it. I love that. folk. Yeah, there's I, I I've never seen a bad concert really when it comes down to it. People on stage want to play for me. I want to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to hard to say you don't enjoy someone playing music for you. even if you don't like country music and you watch a country band play. It's like well, these guys are doing their thing. It's hard not to appreciate it. That that's pretty true. Yeah. So. Um, I want to write a prog rock song yeah. that incorporates like metal, jazz, and like I don't know, funk. Funk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I Sounds know. Like new metal with a U. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to like. I know this dude who used to be in a prog rock band, and they're. It's like the weirdest music, but it's like, it's like impressive how yeah. they like. Cause it'll go on, it, it'll go from like full on death metal to like jazz, to like some like piano solo, then yeah. back into metal, and it's like it's yeah. really cool. There's a band called the uh, Aristocrats. It's it's uh, three very famous musicians that independently on their own that came together and play. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of them right now. Mart, I can't remember, but anyway, you. Listen to those guys. They they're instrumental and they kind of they don't they're not necessarily metal like like Pliny or Pliny. Oh, you know that band? 
They're yeah. like a pro- progressive metal band. Plinia, uh, P-L-I-N-I-S. Oh yeah, I think I heard it. Listen to the listen to that band because you'll hear that and go like, okay, this is progressive metal. You could call it that. Um, a lot of these guys, they just instrumental stuff. And if you it like just, funky music with like hints of metal, you should listen to Clowncore. 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 <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I, I think it's off of like Adult Swim, actually. Guys, but like, it's freaking, a potty. It's cool. Yeah, I did oh, show you guys that. I freaking love those videos. They're so funny, dude. I, yeah, I just bust into a saxophone solo out of nowhere. It's just yeah, like, they played. They played in a beautiful. In a urine, and I mean a porta potty yeah, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, they're freaking crazy, but they're cool. They are a their band is its own genre. Yeah. Concord, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, but <laughs> yeah. If we said progressive metal, it made me want to ask about your concert. Cause I'm going to the Tool concert on Monday. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't go to that one either. Do they get tickets in time? I, know, I didn't. I, I was I, on my I, computer and my phone like half hour before the tickets went on sale, just like waiting. Because the last show they came to the Gorge a few years ago, and I got boxed out ten minutes after they went on sale. I couldn't get them. Yeah. So, but yeah, these these tickets finally they made, they figured out a way to not let the scalpers get them all. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not that big of a fan of Tool though. I only like three. Okay. Songs. Um. Our. A new band update. It's just me, um, Evan, <laughs> and Alex over here. Uh, screw you, Will. Uh, uh, I think this is my my sixth my sixth Tool concert I've been to. So really? I'm a little partial. I've, I've they're like my first big rock concert. My dad took me to in so freaking lucky. 2002. My dad pulled me out of eighth grade, flew me to Seattle, and and took me to Key Arena to see Tool play. And I and Meshuggah was the opener actually. Awesome. And uh, I was. I mean, that was like. You could see my eyes like widen and my brain turn on all of a sudden at that, <laughs> in that experience. So, you know, I definitely have a, a, a deep love for that band and, and progressive metal on its own. I mean, there's a lot of bands that claim to be progressive, but, you know, they, they all have their own version. Their new albums are weird, though. It's all in seven, pretty much. And yeah. All of them are like 15 minutes. All the songs are like 10 yeah. to 15 minutes long. <laughs> wow. yeah. yeah. It's weird. It would be weird if it wasn't weird. That'd be weirder. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> has to be weird. But yeah, we're well, just going to plug. Yeah, go listen to Fear Inoculum, everybody. <laughs> yeah. plug they, they don't have enough headlines these days. Um, oh, and uh, Author and Punisher is their opener. If you haven't listened to Author and Punisher, go like watch a live video of what that guy does on stage. It just, I, I want to, I'm going to tell you, just go s- Author and Punisher. Okay. Go check it out. He's there. He, he, it's one guy. And he's good enough to be Tool's opener for like all of Australia. It's one now. guy. It's one guy. Yeah, and he has like these things called drone machines. It calls it like plays music and stuff. It's like oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Like it's like robots that play the yeah yeah. It's like real though. I mean, yeah, supposedly. <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but it's pretty intense. So yeah, that's different. Uh, that in itself is very progressive, in a lot of ways. So, looking for some progressive <laughs> stuff coming from you guys, some 19 si- time signatures. And uh, Alex, I mean, we want to get some speed going, get some thrash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just some thinking, old school. Yeah, thinking, you know, thrash metal type. Yeah, I want to see you guys come back with just next week with a whole birth of inspiration. That's I would love to see just, just guts on the floor. <laughs> just absolute insanity. That sounds awesome. Guts on the Floor. That's your new album name. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. is. Till the Grave, Guts on the Floor. Yes. That's actually a good album name. For real. Well, I'll have to remember that for later, I guess. So I had uh, the perfect album cover picture. He's got some he's got some gut pictures. Oh yeah. Gross, Will. All right. Well, we're gonna sign off this episode. We'll be back with Till the Grave someday, I hope. And 
In the meantime, uh, this might drop after their show in, on March 18th, but um, keep checking out rockclubmusic.com and all of our social media, Facebook and Instagram, to keep up to date on where you can see all these awesome bands. And until next time, it's been Alex, Noah, Will. That was the best anyone's done so far in that. And this Great is job. Disney, and you're watching Disney Channel. <laughs> 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 All right, we're gonna get sued. Thanks, guys. Oh, my bad. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs>